0: Soon after moving to Wyoming seven years ago, I discovered, or rather rediscovered, the wisdom of almost always wearing a hat, specifically a cowboy hat. From Wyoming Catholic College, this is the After Dinner Scholar podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Jim Tonkowicz. Like all graduating seniors, Wyoming Catholic College seniors look, Forward to baccalaureate robes, degrees, and moving their mortarboard tassels from right to left. But much more than the typical academic regalia, our seniors look forward to being awarded that most coveted graduation emblem, a brand new black Wyoming Catholic College, Stetson. These cowboy hats are the symbol of their four years of exercising mind, body, and spirit in a Wyoming Catholic college education, I asked our dean, Kyle Washett, how the tradition began. Why
1: do we award cowboy hats to liberal arts grads? So that was intended, in fact, from the very beginning. But before we even had seniors. Before we even had seniors. Bob Carlson, uh, the founding dean, Dr. Robert Carlson, uh, told the very first freshman class, he said, you know, come, endure, struggle, and at the end of the four years, and he pulled out this black Stetson, you'll get one of these, and he waved it. <laughs> and so he did that for the matriculation talk for all the first four years promising, and then finally came the first graduating class, they got their Stetsons. And, but, no, why did he, but why did he do that? Why did he do that, Water. yeah. I think Bob had a sense, a chaotic sense about it, that you know some we were doing some adventure, something that wasn't indicated just by the mortarboard and wanted to have something that set it off. And his romantic vision landed on the cowboy hat.
0: Now, this year's hatting hatting ceremony, as I think you put it, uh, you talked about uh, Cervantes and about Don Quixote. Yes. Tell us about Cervantes and how you related him to our education and uh, to the uh, the
1: education at the college and to the hat. John Sr. always envisioned the educational project as a kind of chaotic project. And Dr. John Sr. was the teacher of... Dr. Robert Carlson. And so that love for Don Quixote continued into uh, the college tradition. And as I was thinking about Cervantes and Don Quixote, struck me that there's actually a real affinity there between the the vision that Cervantes had for Quixote and what we're doing at the Cowboy Hats. Cervantes was a thoroughly modern man. He was afflicted by the doubt that was brought on by the thunderous cannons that brought in the modern world and the destruction of Christendom. He had battled the Muslim fleet in the Battle of Lepanto, the doorstep of Western Europe, and his left hand had been permanently maimed from the conflict. He was caught by Muslim pirates and kept as a prisoner for a year despite his frequent attempts at escape, and when he comes home, he finds himself struggling to make a basic living. And so in the face of all that modern warfare of the, uh, that the Islamic force brought, the doubt brought on by the philosophical revolution, the concern for Machiavellian politics that was going throughout Europe, and the challenges of daily life, Cervantes seems to have concluded that the glories of Western civilization, the enchanted stories of Christendoms, were nothing but a comedy, a farce that you would tell. Modernity had killed not only the knight errant, but perhaps heroism and transcendent ideals all at once. And while at the same time, disconnecting us from earthly reality and surrounding us instead by doubt and imaginations. And so, given that sort of cynical, dark view, Cervantes seems to have written a novel that was intended to mock the outdated nightly romances and ideals that had perhaps tempted him with their escapism, while at the same time evidencing the struggle of modern man to know what was true. He told a story that he seems to have intended as the story of a delusional old man who was accompanied by an earthy and greedy peasant who set out to fight imaginary foes and chase imaginary princesses. That was the story of Don Quixote. Now Cervantes' irony could perhaps be applied to the very education that we do at Wyoming Catholic College, right? You might think that our students have spent four years pursuing an outdated, uh, impractical education that has no fit to the modern world. The world's moved on. And our students have instead refused to engage with the cold, hard facts of reality and are pursuing a kind of literary escapism. And if all that I've said about what Cervantes described intended with his story of Don Quixote was all there was, then that would be true. It would be true both of Don Quixote, Cervantes' skepticism, and true of the sort of pointlessness of the education. But in fact, it's not the whole story. You see, Cervantes fell in love with Don Quixote, despite himself. By the end of his novel, he'd come to see a nobility in this holy fool who was striving to be a knight errant in a world that had left such ideals behind. And Cervantes suggests that amidst all of Quixote's foibles, there was something truly great. That realist Sancho Panza that had accompanied Quixote was gradually transformed into more of an idealist, while Don Quixote came to better see the lines between imagined reality and transcendent ideals. Perhaps, Cervantes suggests, there's something truly real and noble in the midst of all of that man's silly questing after phantom buildings and disappearing villains. The exterior trappings of the night were indeed unwieldy in the modern setting, but the comedic author hoped that somehow the real good that was the heart of Quixote's quest could ride again, embodied in symbols more recognizable in the modern world. But Cervantes himself never offers us a solution to that. He just feels that yearning, that love for Quixote, But a little over a hundred years before Cervantes had set pen to paper, the Spanish had already discovered a new land in the West. And that land was subsequently claimed by the Queen of Heaven under her title of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And to this virgin land, younger Spanish sons came seeking fame and fortune. Those sons who had decided, like Quixote, that in Europe, -er knight-errantry had fallen into decay, the Muslim hordes, had overwhelmed the prospects of going east and they were looking at their own limited fortunes and they decided to go on a quest. And when those Spanish men came to America, they brought an image of a daring horseman roaming the country in search of adventures and a bright new future. And in that, the seeds of a new myth were planted on American soil. With time, some of those symbols would transform. Heraldic crests upon shields were laid aside as the new horsemen eventually would come to ride for the brand. And instead of swords, they carried firearms and lassos, and instead of helmets, they wore wide-brimmed hats. And so emerged in America a chaotic symbol, a hero who had carried the romantic nobility of the Knights and Don Quixote, but in a modern guise, a paladin not of Arthur or Charlemagne's court, but of the fresh American land. In short, the cowboy was born. Now, as we know from the stories of the Wild West, this great figure of American epics often bears within himself a haunted past. And, as Cervantes said, he emerges out of a tragedy. But he brings not a tragic, but a comic vision. There's a hope for a bright future and a happy ending. In The Cowboy, our Western land becomes the world of myth and heroism in the continued American epic. A new landscape for transmitting the grandeur of nightly quests. And so The Cowboy Hat comes to be, I think, at least the way we use it, the thing that Don Quixote really needed.
0: <laughs> well, it makes me think of the uh, the image of the cowboy in the Virginian, where he does have sort of a haunted past. Yes. Uh, but he is, he is good, and he is kind, and he is tough as nails, and uh, does not hesitate from doing the things that need to be done even though they're unpleasant
1: yeah that that, that's really the key right you have this there's there's this heroism there and in the virginian you, you sort of have the experience of this easterner molly who is raised on stories of classic literature it takes her a while to appreciate that whoa after all this man is the shakespearean hero she was reading about and that's sort of the virginian's goal is to show No, no, the cowboy properly understood is the Western hero.
0: And what what part or parts of that vision of the cowboy do we want our students to pursue or to emulate?
1: Yeah. Well, I think fundamentally we want our students to to think of both things that the cowboy hat sort of represents. On the one hand, to be aware of the story and the tragedy that lies behind. There've been many great things lost, right? They've learned about the fall of Rome and of Christendom. And then they feel that pain. They should, at least, that's what we hope. But we hope that they don't respond with a kind of tragic fatalism or a deep cynicism, but rather with the loving enthusiasm of a Don Quixote, a comedic hope that feeds a pure desire to embody and protect the tradition and the land they have taken to themselves over their time here. And we hope that they will go out, not like Don Quixote, but like the Spanish lords, adapting that tradition to the new landscape and the challenges that they encounter. And so like the adventurous cowboys before them, we hope that they will boldly transmit the inheritance a new and how have we equipped them for that well what have they done on the one hand they know the inheritance they're deeply rooted in it and so they've loved it which is really the first thing they they have known it and they have loved it they have not looked at it as something to be rejected or something to be scorned but something to be loved and then we have taught them in thinking and then they've, how have they've done that well they've been immersed in the stories, they've read them, they've traveled through the outdoors, they've seen the world in its glory and understood how the people before them have envisioned embodying it. And that they've also learned in courses like in political rhetoric or courses in uh, reflecting on moral theology or political philosophy, or how to engage with science and math. They, they've studied the world they're going into. The world that trusts certain scientific theories and de- demands certain political gimmicks and they know how to read them and understand them and communicate with them. But they've also then know that they're going to go out and engage with that world with this thing that they've grown to love, this heritage of truth, of goodness and beauty, the Catholic faith. The philosophy of Western civilization. And yeah, so not to sound unduly romantic, a little bit like knights defending their lady. Let me make it clear. There are far easier ways to get
0: a black Stetson cowboy hat than spending four years at Wyoming Catholic College. At the same time, I doubt whether there is a more satisfying or rewarding way to find yourself wearing this icon of the American West. So if you your son or daughter, grandson or granddaughter, niece or nephew, friend, or child of a friend, want to explore a Bachelor's of Liberal Arts degree at Wyoming Catholic College, visit our website, wyomingcatholic.edu, and then, after looking around, contact our admissions office. Who knows, there could be a Black Stetson in your future. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.